Bush and Richie here with another daily takeaway for you. Uh, if you don't mind me uh, using the start of the podcast to talk about a uh, slightly private issue mm-hmm. that, I, that I've got going on at yeah. the moment. Uh, so you might notice me looking a little bit confused when I've come back from, say, going to the loo during the show. Uh, allow me to explain. I have been taking a, a new daily vitamin regime, OK? So we get this new vitamin for men that's, like, good for, you know, uh, shiny shiny fur in your hair and yeah. making you have a bit of vitality and all that kind of stuff. But can I just say it's made my, my, my wee go incredibly bright orange? Almost to the point where it's almost like radioactive. I would suggest that it's got a lot of vitamin C in it. Is that, is that what it is? I think that is the one that does that. But I, I, I'm sure I, I've done a tiny bit of Googling and, and a couple of other people have said, and this is not with this particular brand of vitamins, but apparently if you do get like a, a supplement, it can make your, your, your wee go a bit day glow. But that's something else. I just want to apologise. If you've been listening to the show and you feel that when you've been coming off the back of uh, songs or ad breaks, I seem slightly distant, well, you would do too if you saw your wee that was that colour. There's something not that's not right. <laughs> Why did you choose? Why did you choose this for the beginning of this episode? I wanted to set the tone and I want to explain <laughs> to people what they're about to hear. Okay. That's why. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. 80s, officially the best decade. It's uh, an 80s jukebox on Home Time tomorrow. Uh, we'll get stuck into this at some point. I want to recount, but anyway, but anyway. Uh, question to start the, uh, the first hour of the show tonight to our brilliant listeners is this. Uh, do the people that you know and love sometimes do stuff that shocks you to the core? Uh, let me explain what we're talking about here and take you back to the tail end of yesterday's Home Time show. It'd been a good show, we'd had a good time. We had, yeah. Got on well, that kind of thing. Been good fun, good music. Uh, and we were enjoying, because it's Easter, some hot cross buns. Uh, and Richie had kindly toasted ours for us. He'd gone into the kitchen, mm-hmm. put butter on it, and we were eating them, and that was lovely. What a brilliant Easter thing to do. Then we were just enjoying our hot cross buns. We were at our computers whilst one of the songs were on at the end of the show last night. And Richie and I looked up and witnessed something that's horrifying. I don't know about you, but I've not really been able to sleep last night. I'm stunned. I, I still feel stunned. Uh, we witnessed our producer, Adem, eating an untoasted hot cross bun. He ripped it in half with his hands, didn't even use uh, a knife to cut it no. in two. savage. It's absolutely savage, as if that wasn't bad enough. Did you have any butter on it? Yes. He put butter on it, but it was still <laughs> raw. The thing with this is, the, 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 the clue's in the title, it's a hot cross bun. It's not a bap. No, exactly. Okay. The, the clue of what you're supposed to do with it, you're right, it's in the title. Otherwise they'd be called cross baps, but they're not called that. It's hot cross bun. You're meant to toast it, man. I've never I've never seen anyone do Have you ever seen anyone do that before? Never seen it happen before. I wouldn't think of it in a million years. Even if I was starving and didn't have anything in the house, if we didn't have access to a toaster, I wouldn't do it. Because well, think, we've got to cook them, haven't we? We've got to think back to our reaction yesterday. When we saw the hot cross buns, we were like, oh, these are great, I'd love these. Oh, but I, oh no, there's a toaster, we're going to toast them, we can yeah. have them. Because we wouldn't have had them if we wouldn't have toasted them. But then suddenly he has them raw. Do you know what triggering for me and I'll tell you why this this whole episode is triggering for me is that when I was a kid I specifically remember watching my mum again horrified mum used to eat and still does I think to this day she eats raw mints <laughs> so if she's cooking like a bolognese she'll pick up mints and eat it raw so there's got maybe, maybe this is just the tip of the iceberg of this ill behaviour maybe there's people listening to this right now who, who are a bit sheepish because they know deep down they eat stuff raw too that you shouldn't do do you know what I mean <laughs> if you eat Raw stuff. <laughs> we want to hear about it. What do you eat raw? John Gambling has just tweeted this second saying, jelly straight off the block. Yes, 100%. No, you're not supposed to do that. I I did. Do you? Yeah. Well, oh, this is out. It's going to tear this show apart. <laughs> uh, Sylvia, Tina and Mandy are in Macclesfield. All of them love eating raw mushrooms. 
Oh, that is so bad. <laughs> in what format is that? Were they just eating them with, like, a spoon or tip ripping the heads off them? Get back to us, Sylvia, Tina, and Mandy, but I'm imagining they're holding, like, the, the stalk. Yeah. As if it's, like, a... I don't know, like a lolly stick, and then just bite the head off. Sounds like Cad Files Friday night. <laughs> That's one for the kids. Uh, Matt Field says he eats black pudding raw. That's just not right. I mean, I love black pudding. I would love you, black pudding. Would you touch that with a barge pool roll, raw? No. Uh, and then Jeremy says, I eat raw swede. Grim. So this, this, I feel like we've uncovered a dark section of society. I thought I liked them all. I thought I liked this. I thought they were all right. Yeah. But... I, they're wrongans. They are, but many of them, collectively. Uh, don't want to get fighty in the first hour of the show, but anyone who's tweeting and texting us now to back Adem, our producer, up about eating raw hot cross buns can wind their necks in. <laughs> Zoe says, I love an untoasted hot cross bun. Nothing wrong with them. Uh, Caroline says, hot cross buns are better unheated, not raw. What? That's, at this time of religion, as we head towards the Easter weekend, mm. I just think it's outrageous. There are some people who aren't even buttering them. Um, Tell me. Hide the messages. Yeah, don't listen. Uh, Glenn in Cheson, raw potatoes. I don't understand that, particularly when the form of potatoes cooked are so nice. There's so many different ways. Your roast potatoes, your chips, your stuff in Eating raw potatoes, as far as I'm concerned, is a survival situation. (laughs) It's not right. Uh, Nadine, what are you having raw? Stuffing. So you, you're saying this bold as brass, like we should know that that's a thing. Uh, I I don't know you, Richard, I've never heard of this before. Raw stuffing... When I'm making a Sunday dinner, I pour hot water in and the butter and make it up, and it actually tastes nicer than when you cook it. Now, what kind of variant of stuffing are you having raw, then? Just your uh, usual sage and onion. I think some of the worst kind of food crimes that we've been hearing about tonight happen during the cooking process when you're uh, you're on your own in the kitchen and the radio's on. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Definitely. And I do eat raw mushrooms as well, and you just eat the lot. The stock and everything. Once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Pringles would not have that as a flavour. <laughs> Nadine, take care. Good to speak to you, mate. You too. Cake batter's nicer than cake, says this text. That's another one I'd have to agree on. That is, well, I, well actually, point. not the bit that it's nicer than cake, but I do like cake batter. But it is pretty nice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, big thank you, to, by the way, to people who've been honest enough to, to you know, uh, step up in front of the group and say, look, Put my hands in the air. It takes a bit, doesn't it? I'm a wrong and I eat this stuff raw. Such as Kelly, who's on the line right now. Kelly, please tell everyone what you eat raw. Washy peas out of a tin. Wow. So let's just picture this in our minds, this horror. Are you, are you putting your hand in or a spoon or a fork in? What are you doing? Fork. <laughs> Eating them with a fork. Now, I'm, I always have mushy peas with my, with my fish and chips, right? I wouldn't yeah. touch mushy peas in a barge pole. The way they look when they come out of the tin, <laughs> they look like pedigree chum. You need to warm them up first. What's making you eat that? Is that that's so weird? I don't know if... I think it's familial. I think... Uh, I know everyone likes this. I think my nan always done it as well. Um, I've, known, I've known friends put it cold on a, on a sandwich... Wow. But, but Kelly, what, there must be, there must be other people in your life who see you do this and are appalled. Yeah, I mean, my husband hates it, but then he, he can eat baked beans out of a tin, so... Wow. What a couple, right. what a horror couple. to each other. Amazing. <laughs> do you eat unusual things raw? Do tell us about it. The reason we're talking about it is that uh, last night Richie and I uh, witnessed our producer, Adem, eating an uncooked hot cross bun like a bear going through some bins <laughs> out the back of a restaurant. And I've never seen anything like it in my life. Johnny says, cold pasties. Used to eat loads of them when I worked at the pit. Raw carrots and peas, straight out of the pod. Wonderful. 
you know what's interesting? Because apparently they used to do, back in the day with pasties down pits, which is where they started, that's what the little crust thing's for, for holding on to it. They used to have a, I think this might be a Cornish thing, they'd have like a section for salt and a section for pepper wrapped into the actual crust. Oh, wow. Which is like amazing. Good history. It's like a handbag or something. Yeah. Uh, this one here from Stephen Felix, though, says, uh, my wife Frankie loves raw egg on homemade chips. <laughs> Uh, Glyn says, um, I thought I'd try some pot noodle before putting the water in, and do you know what? It was really tasty. I don't think it was, Glyn. No, it wasn't, Glyn. Come on. Uh, Stephen, what are you eating raw? Uh, I eat gravy granules straight out of the jar. Straight out of the jar? Like like spoon or just chuck them in your mouth? Like uh... a spoon, yeah. Or you can occasionally lick your finger and dip that in, you know, if it's only you eating it, if your finger's a bit mucky. So wrong. Never done that, Steve. Now, it, it, describe to us the... Um, the sensation because in effect I'm trying to defend Steve here your gravy granules meeting hot water on a Sunday roast that's you know yeah all he's doing is bypassing the kettle isn't he he's just putting it straight in the mouth do that with other stuff just may as well eat a tea bag or something like that do you know what I mean just bypass the kettle (laughs) (laughs) what's he like Steve it's just the same, but more concentrated. It's like got that salty umami taste. It's a bit like a beefy, chewy boiled sweet. Oh, what, what, what a treat that is. That's the chapter of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory we never got to. A beef but, Murray well, Don't knock it till you've tried it. No, do you know what? To be fair, right? To be fair, I, I'll hold my hand up and say, and there's a few people who've been saying the same thing on text tonight, me and my brother used to eat raw oxo cubes when we were kids. Yes, <laughs> That's the same. But I, I've, I've sorted my life out, Steve. I've got my life back on track. You need, you need to. Is it an intervention we need to organise? I don't know. I think people who like marmite or things like that should at least try it. You know, it's a taste sensation. Oh well, wow. Oh, now that's a challenge because I love it. Well, we've got a, a clean slate next week. We haven't got any plans for the show. Let's sort it out. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. Uh, now, yesterday, do you remember I was uh, moaning about how I had the midweek blues because uh, three taxi drivers on the trot had cancelled on me and I was struggling to get home one night. We were all go- the seat last night leaving the show. I was thinking, how's he getting on with his cab? How's it working out? Very. Very, very different. Got off the train, walked out the station, waited for a taxi to turn up. One turned up. I got in and looked at the taxi driver in the rearview mirror, gave my destination and expected us to pull away. Fantastic. So you had a great night then in that case. It was a case. great night. But we didn't pull away. We just we, we stayed there for about four seconds as the taxi driver is staring at me in the rearview mirror, smiling, going, how are you? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good, thanks. <laughs> and he's like, you good? You had a good day? And I'm like... Yeah, good. So I'm thinking, are we going to pull away at all? And as we pulled away, then he's he's like driving out the station, out the forecourt, still looking at me in the rearview mirror, smiling. I think he's friendly. He really that. likes you. He really does. <laughs> and then he drops this. He goes, I know who you are. And I'm thinking, oh, OK, cool. We, we, we can chat about the show. That's fine. Yeah. You are Albanian boxer Florian Marcou. (laughs) (laughs) Florian Marcou. Florian Marcou, Albanian boxer. And I'm like, "Uh, no, I'm I'm not. He goes, no, you are. I know you. You are a very, very strong, short man. (laughs) I'm thinking, well, I am, but I'm not. I'm not him. And he went, no, no, no. I I understand you. You tell people that you're not, but I know that you are. So he wasn't having it at all. Was not having it kept on just so I know that you are I can see I like my boxing you want to fight Amir Khan I see in the ring you've you've called out Amir Khan now you want to fight him <laughs> and, and no matter what I went back with he was not having it see, the amazing thing is it's like careful what you wish for because you, you were it fell a bit down yesterday because you, you got kind of yeah. like binned off by three taxis <laughs> now you kind of get loved by a taxi driver and it's almost slightly um, unsettling I had to go with it it was so tiring batting back that I wasn't this Albanian 
Albanian boxer yeah. that I went with it. He was like, tell me, how do you work out who gets paid what? <laughs> he, he said, is it half for you, half for Amir, half for Wembley Stadium? And I went, that's pretty much how it works. <laughs> Just go along with it, yeah. That's and then I get dropped off at a Hertfordshire cul-de-sac. I mean, I don't know what he thinks is going on, but it was the strangest journey back. I love that. If that was a curry house, he'd have a photo of you now up in the main doorway <laughs> saying famous customer. I this love that. the thing, the next day he's saying, oh, I've taken this floor in market. He is going to fight Khan at Wembley, trust me. He told me, he lives in where. So, look, we have to, we have to open this up. We have to open this up to other taxi stories. It's got a bit of a Tuesday Tombola vibe, this, really. Strange things happen in taxis, don't yeah. they? so this is valid whether you are a taxi driver or whether you are a passenger. Your strange taxi stories are go tonight, please. Or if you have met Florian Marcoux and you want to share stories <laughs> that, get in touch now. I like that tipping point sometimes where it's too much of a struggle. And I know how we feel sometimes when you finish work. Yeah. You just want an easy life and just went, went along with it. Well, the, 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 I, I guess the other side of why I had to go along with it was whilst we were chatting, I Google imaged Mr Marcoux because I wasn't overly familiar with him yep. at all. And I can I can just about see it. I think it does look it does look quite a lot like you. I know we've had a few further likes <laughs> along yeah. the way uh, this year. If you follow us on Twitter at Absolute Radio, our producer Adem, remember him from earlier on eating the raw hot cross bun? <laughs> He's now putting a picture of Richie and Florian Marcus side by side. Taxi incident for yourself? I've been quite lucky overall, right? I'd say I haven't had. I'm sure we'll do it at some point. Haven't had like an unusual taxi. Mm moment although my most scared i've ever been in an, in a vehicle was in a taxi and that was the uh we, we the, and they, my friends always bring this up because they were wetting themselves laughing because i was in the front with this guy and we were around the uh, is it the arc de triomphe yes, in paris yeah i've never been so scared wow. in my entire life i didn't know what was going on all the normal ro- rules of the road it was like that bit in minority report when he's in the taxi like going upside down i've never seen anything like it sarah says kind of taxi related story when i was eight or nine years old uh, my parents owned a small local taxi company. I used to sit in cars not in use that day, pretending to be a driver and mess about on an old CB radio talking to my mum who was in the office. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Matt, you've got one for us? I have. I've got a, an ex-London black cab because uh, I'm a bit weird and wonderful and I never have a normal vehicle. Well, um, d- 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 sorry, d- you've got to explain this. Why, why, why would you do that? Well, they're really fun to drive. Like, seriously, really fun. The rear-wheel drive... Yep. And they go for absolutely years. Um, and, yeah, uh, it came up for staying, and I wanted another car, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to have one. So um, you, you must get people it. jumping in your taxi... Your, well, it's not a taxi, your car, all the time, then, if that's the case. Y- yeah, sadly, a few times at the lights, uh, somebody's <laughs> tried to jump in the back, and then there was one time I actually <laughs> took my wife to uh, shopping um, at a, 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 a store, um, and I said, oh, I can't be bothered to go in. She only wanted a few bits, so I'll just wait outside. And I waited, waited in like the drop-off area, and somebody jumped in the back and wanted me to take her home. And I said, "I'm not a taxi." She went, "You're a taxi." I went, "No, it's it's my car. I know it's a car. Take me home." I was like, "I'm not a taxi." That is amazing. <laughs> that is just ask, that is the the literal definition of asking for trouble, isn't it? It is, um, but it is good fun to drive. I mean, during the COVID pandemic and everything like that, and everybody was having boosters and tests and things because it's got the screening. I was actually driving people to and from the vaccination things. Oh, nice, um, it's like, Yeah, I didn't charge him for it. It's just like, you know what I mean, all the old dears in the village and stuff like that, so... Well, I, yeah. I feel that, but having listened to this, there's going to be other people trying to buy themselves an old-school black cab. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they are fun to drive, but there is a few other things that people may shout at you um, uh, with it being a taxi, but we'll leave that one there. <laughs>
Taxi Stories, Andrews and Ipswich. Evening rush hour in Bangkok. I thought I had hired a tuk-tuk to take oh, me I... to the other side of the city. Turns out I'd hired a moped rider. <laughs> <laughs> Very different uh, ride than I was expecting. Yours, please, A1215. Keep, please keep them coming in. Uh, in the meantime, though, looking forward to the Easter Bank holiday weekend. So excited about Easter Monday. Uh, I am back with another indie disco all day. Uh, ten hours of bangers. It's going to be ace. There'll be loads of chances to win stuff and a great way to spend time with your family, including uh, some amazing card and board games like Catan Dobble and Taco Cat as well. Available available in store and online at game. So stuff yourself with chocolate, get the family together, stick some great tunes on with the indie disco all day, and you can find out more and get more chances to win a thousand pounds and some great board games at absolutelyradio.co.uk. Bush and Richie, after your taxi stories tonight, whether you are the driver whether, or whether you are the passenger, uh, this is after I was mistaken for an Albanian boxer. <laughs> Stop laughing! Amazing. What's so funny about that? It's just... Uh, I mean, I'm not, but why could I not be? Why is that funny? No, no, it's not that. It's just that you you um, you were denied three times. It was like some... Was it yeah. St Peter in the uh, corner? It was, yeah. Three times denied by taxi drivers, felt bad about it, and then it went the other way <laughs> beyond any expectation in a million years. I love that. He referred to me as a short, strong man, and that's exactly what I am. Put that on LinkedIn, mate. That's an endorsement, that is. <laughs> Listen to this, right? The weirdest thing. Do you remember earlier on, I read a message out from a, a girl called Sarah who sent a lovely message in about her parents used to run a taxi company. Yeah. She'd sit in the empty cabs and talk to her mum on the CB. She's berated us by saying, you missed the second part of my tweet, so it's my bad. Let me read the other bit. Listen to this. She said, one day uh, I was doing the whole CB thing and a strange voice came over the radio and said, you have the gift, join us. I ran inside to my mum screaming. She said she didn't hear it, and I've never messed about with CB radios again. It still freaks me Whoa. out. You have the gift. Join us. Wow. What about that? Amazing. It's taxi stories, mate. Jill's hanging on. You got one for us then, Jill. What happened? Um, I was parked up outside of Chester train station waiting for a friend's train to come in. Some bloke just randomly decided to get in the back of my car and give me an address. <laughs> oh. He must have been so mortified. You could have played along and pretend to read someone off the back of your sun visor on your side of the car. That'd been good. <laughs> yeah, thinking about it now, I should have taken the job, really. I could have got some money out of it. But... Yeah. <laughs> so short shrift was given by Jill. Yes, yes. Jill cabs closed for business. <laughs> yeah, it certainly was. It was a, a swift stint. <laughs> couple of taxi stories. This is great from Pete. A few years ago, my son's under-15 football team, critical part there, under-15 football team was playing in a cup final. Ooh. The other team had a big lad in goal who was saving everything. That evening, a few of the dads went out for a drink to celebrate and got a cab on the way home. When I was paying for the taxi, I thought the driver looked familiar. I realised it was the opposition's goalie from the cup final. God bless a big lad. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. It's time to throw open the doors of the Hometime Film Club, uh, a feature, a weekly feature created to alleviate the stress of being the one that has to choose a movie. Basically, people get in touch and ask for your guidance, and, and we mean you as in the brilliant Hometime listeners, on a kind of film that they want to watch. We've got a good one for you this evening. Uh, yeah, here's the email. Uh, a reminder, hometime at absoluteradio.co.uk is our address. Hey, Bush and Richie, we're really looking forward to the long weekend as we're getting together over Easter as a family for the first time in ages. Being that it is a long 
long weekend, How About Your Film Club comes up with a long film for us to watch uh, together one of the evenings. What is the best long film that we could watch? Please make it a good one, as my dad always moans that films these days are too long. <laughs> Have a good Easter, love Romilly and the rest of the Roly family. Do you know what? Well done, Romilly Roly, for getting in touch. Yeah. The other thing is, it's nice to embrace long films, because the one thing my other half Katie does whenever we're trying to work out a film to watch together, she wants to see the running time of it. I do that. Why, why do you want to know? I do that at the cinema. Why, I, I why will, find out? The moment that uh, the, the, the Board of Classification film thing comes up, I, I look at my watch so that I know what time it's going to finish. I wouldn't, because you're the kind of person who wants to know set list before you go I do that as well. That's, ma that's madness. <laughs> I think this is madness. So this is good. It's embracing the long film. Um, I will kick us off if you don't mind. Go on. Uh, I'm kind of setting a bit of a, a, a parameter. Is it Nicolas Cage? It's not Nicolas Cage. Your best Cage. mate. It's Leonardo DiCaprio tonight. Right. But it's not Titanic for me. It's the on-the-dot three hours that is The Wolf of Wall Street. That's a great film. It's a great film. It is a great film. And I'd say three hours is a good barometer for what is a long film. Uh, for me, I don't know how long this film is, but it's more about how symbolic it was. I remember back in the day, this was considered to be a really long film. If you look at how long films are, Romilly's dad's right, they are a lot longer these days. And it's Dances with Wolves. Dances with Wolves was a long film. There was a, there was a director's cut that came out. I had to watch it because I did American studies at Swansea University. So we, we went away to this re retreat about American history and stuff like that. And we had to watch it, the extended cut, and it went on for Ages. Three hours 56. Yeah, so we watched the mega version. <laughs> so uh, that's a long film. It's got uh, the Woody, but Friends of Wolf in it with White, white Socks, or whatever he's called. Wow. The Wolf. Wow. I love that film. So two good suggestions yes. starting off. Surfer Dad's going to be up for nearly four hours of movie watching, but let's see. Well, they've got a long weekend, haven't they? They've got time to do it. Nick in Stoke says, Wolf of Wall Street is a good shout, but there is a bit of blue in that film, and watching it with their dad might be a bit of an issue. <laughs> he actually goes on to say a film that I was going to suggest next, which is The Irishman on Netflix, which is a great film. Watched it, yes. Scorsese movie. Although it's a great film, but the bit where they try and make um, De Niro look uh, young, even though he's old, because they... They, they, they do this weird thing where they superimpose like CGI faces on like mm. older characters to make them look younger. Mm. And there's something about when an old fella runs. It looks like Uncle Albert from <laughs> Only Falls and Horses. And you just, you just tell he's an old fella, but he's got like a young face. It's so weird. But it could, if they can look past that, it's a great film. Uh, long films, please. Ben, what are you suggesting? Well, for me, it's either got to be the Lord of the Rings extended trilogy. That'll keep them busy for about 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> or Django Unchained. Wow, now that is a good film. It's a great film. Bit of Tarantino. Absolutely, yeah, or any of his films, to be honest. So on a technicality, I don't think we can let a trilogy through because that's more than one film. Any trilogy would be long. It might push Romilly's dad over the edge. He's already said films these days are too long, but Django and Trek, do you know how, how, what, how many hours it comes in at? I think it's got to be at least three. At least three hours. Well, I can tell you, it is two hours 45. So you're saying it's a great film, but you're actually revealing there that it felt longer than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A very valid point. So, Ben, it's a good suggestion, but I'm afraid it's not going to be what Romilly Rovers is watching or whatever her name was. <laughs> no Sorry, Romilly. No I'll, I'll keep some ideas coming, though. Thanks, mate. Cheers for everyone who's recommended a film so far. Another movie that I'm going to uh, chuck in, but I've just double-checked the um, uh, running time on it, and it actually doesn't qualify. So I almost want to eat my own words back up again. But I went to see, on my own, in, in the movies, in the cinema, Parasite. You ever heard of Parasite, the uh, Korean movie? It, it, uh, I've heard and I haven't seen. It's really good. 
it felt like it was quite long, but maybe because I had no one to talk to. And you were reading. And I was just, yeah, re- reading the subtitles. Exactly. But two hours 12, so That's I felt like I just have to get out of that Simon in Stokes texted, uh, he says, Heat, I'm gutted that I have not suggested that, being that it is one of my favourite films of all time. Uh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, let's go to the phones. Uh, Jack, what movie are you recommending that's long? Uh, the Longer Friday. Oh, Ooh. that's clever. So what he's done there? the word long in the title. And not just that, you've got Good Friday in, and they're suggesting this because it is the long Easter weekend. It's, it's a win-win, isn't it, all round? OK, and what, I've never seen this film before. Give us a quick synopsis of The Longer Friday. Uh... I haven't seen it for a long time. It's got Anthony Hopkins in it and Dave Helen Mirren. Jack, Jack, can I stop you there? What are you doing? What are you doing while you're talking to us? What are you doing? I'm just running out the back of my van. Right. What's wrong with the back of your van? I'm just getting ready for work tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. Jack, here's the thing. Your long Good Friday, 114 minutes. It's not that long. Well, it's got long in the title. Right. (laughs) I think you need to hang up and you need to sort your van out and then come back to us next week for the next film club. Right, Jack? Do I, do I win a mug or anything? No, 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 no mug. No, Nothing no. at all. Be straight up with there's, a, there's only one mug in this conversation now it's panning out, all right? OK. <laughs> See you next week, Jack. Listen, right, listen right. to the statement, listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> this is a first. We're going to put forward a film that neither of us have watched, which when we tell you the name in a second, you'll be stunned, but it is the film that by volume of suggestions alone has outweighed everything else for what long film they should watch. Ben-Hur. <laughs> no, Green Mile. Green Mile. I've never, I can't believe I've never seen it. No, I know. Tom, it's, it's Tom Hanks. Hanks. Tom Hanks. Uh, so I think there's action in there. There's a bit of uh, bit of weepiness in there as well. It's heartwarming. I, I it's hear there's a lot of weepiness in it. See, I'm not... Uh, this is this maybe is something for another film club, but I'm not a fan of like films where you know you're going to cry. Why would you do that? Let's go and have a good old cry. Green Mile, that's the winner. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway. Uh, so there's... Another episode. Um, I I don't know how to end this. After the beginning, I don't know how to end it. What I'd love to do, you know, in in an experiment sense, is that if I'd love to give you one of my vitamins that I take on a daily basis and then see whether you get bright-coloured wee-wee as well. Is it instantaneous? It's pretty much same day.